Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. I had a great conversation earlier today. Conversation was about getting the heck out of Nevada, which, of course, if you've listened for a while, you'll know has been a priority of mine. Conversation was really good. I was a bit concerned because she was a little bit on the slower side in her delivery. Feels like she was used to dealing with people that didn't know what they want, where I know what I want. But she did seem optimistic that they can work with me, work with somebody who has money and money's not a thing rather than the nonsense that I was dealing with before. And this would put me where my first endeavor would like me to be. So I'm going to be working with them. I already submitted the paperwork. See if that works. And if I can get that done, I'm pretty much golden. Then the next step would be to buy the car, go ahead and uh, get the rest of my stuff in storage and make the trip up there. Then I have to coordinate movers when I get there because it's a third floor unit, which I don't like, but it is what it is. I don't have to be there permanently. And it's not necessarily a place I want to be. I did some digging. Turns out that it seems like South Dakota is probably more my speed in terms of overall. But then also Texas has some appeal. Florida has some appeal. Like Missouri has some appeal. The place I'm going is none of those. And I'm optimistic only because it's it's got to be better than Nevada. I mean, that's just, you know, because it seems like for the most part, with the exception of New York, long as you're... <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're kind of in a better position. I argued with somebody on social media about it, and they didn't seem to understand that west of the Rockies, it just seems like they're a lost cause all the way around from my angle, and I stick to that. So I'll keep you in the loop, but so far it's looking good, and hopefully it all works out. Even if it doesn't by the default, we have the fallback option, which she didn't even know was an option, but that's where I got their contact from. And that's my uh, company that pretty much covers the bills for me, so... I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. I'll never say it's thumbs up great until it's done, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours level. So that's where I'm at. I don't expect to I don't expect to run into any other problems. However, who knows? Now, my topic today is a bit unique. It's really just to share. It's about a site that I, I'm a fan of, in case somebody's interested. I think it does good information, especially in the new world that we're in. I think it's time now people have to do a little bit more digging and research than they had to do in the past. And so this site is to help you if you ever need to do this type of research. And I'll dig into what I mean here in a moment. Anyone that's listening to the show, we the demographics, they skew roughly about my age-ish for the most part. A few folks that are older than myself a slim few that are younger. And for those that are my age, for the most part, if you were from a military family, you're used to frequent relocation. You're used to being, having to uproot and move. You're used to having to leave the school you were at. And at some point, your family probably did settle down. 
And then you were able to kind of complete and make some friends and build a life and then eventually go on your own. But when you're younger, it seemed like we were just, we never stopped moving. We were just moving all over the place. So part of the challenge is in the olden days. So when I say olden in my vernacular, I'm referring to an era prior to social media. I'm referring to an era prior to what we now know as cell phones. I'm referring to an era where internet was not the go-to. I'm referring to an era where you had to rely on things like the phone book, things like the newspaper. You had to actually pick up the regular phone and talk to people. I'm referring to an era where you didn't have a lot of technology to rely on to do a lot of research. So as I'm thinking back, they had to have a difficult time to just figure out the best fit. Sometimes it was outside your control. Sometimes you were just stationed in a certain place. You had to go there. You didn't really know what you were getting into. You didn't know what the cost of living might be without doing some digging. You didn't necessarily know what the crime might be. Sometimes the rates or the stats are misleading. So now we have all these tools. We have the internet. We have all these tools at our disposal to try to research all these different things. But recently I've had to step up my game for researching. There was a time for just apartments or rentals, even if it wasn't an apartment, say a home, but a rental. I didn't really have to do a lot of research. It was all about the dollar amount. I have this much money. There are certain amenities I want. As long as I got the money, we can make a deal, we get it done. That's always been my mantra, the pattern, since I moved out on my own. Recently, it's gotten worse. We're seeing that apartments are now putting Amazon Hub. Of course, that limits your access to get to your packages. We're seeing apartments that are just adding layers and layers and layers of nonsense to the screening that don't matter. Apartments that reject prepayment, that used to be a big thing. Prepay us and we don't even need to go through screening because you already paid us. They're not doing that anymore. Companies where the screening is more aggressive, they're looking for reasons to turn you down. So now I have to ask these questions. And I sent an inquiry over to her, this thing that I talked about. And I was asking, you know, I want to make sure you don't have like Amazon Hub for packages because I get a lot of packages. And she didn't know what Amazon Hub was. And I'm like, great, because I don't want it. And it's stupid. And if you don't know what Amazon Hub is, it basically requires you own essentially a cell phone. I could use my tablet, but the point is, they essentially want a cell phone to text you a code to get access to your packages. No, I don't mind going to a, a room, like a secure room, I fob in or whatnot to get access to my packages. That's fine. I'm not going to do a situation where I have to use a mobile device to get access to my packages. We already have this compromise of not being able to get my mail delivered directly to my door because the USPS is lazy. Unlike the old days where it was a perfectly acceptable thing for the mail guy, and I remember him, to just drop the mail off right at your door so you don't have to go anywhere. Now, can't do that. Now they're trying to force you not to be able to get to your packages. That becomes unacceptable. I get a lot of expensive things. So she didn't know what it is. Okay, so we're great there. Then it's just, I need the unit and I need to make sure their screening is not stupid and they'll just take money and we make a deal. And she said, you know, we have a lot of flexibility. We can override things if we need to. As long as you got the money, you're probably okay. You just have to pay more. But if it sounds like the money's not a problem, we can work with you. Great, because there is no other person, cosign, nothing. It's just is what it is. If we have to do my other company, I can do that, but I'd rather just take my money, please, and let's get it done because it's faster, it's easier. She seemed like, yeah, we can do that. I'm cool to do that. Go ahead and do it. Separately then, which I hadn't had to do, and I probably should have done in retrospect, but I haven't had to do excessive research on states. 
So with states, what I mean is, I, you know, as a, let's say a conscious adult, California was the predominant of me growing up. That was where I was for the vast majority of my getting to adulthood and then early adulthood life. So I was familiar with Southern California. I didn't know anything about Central or Northern California at all until I drove through them. I didn't know hardly anything about Oregon. I didn't know anything about Washington when I needed to go to Washington. So when I went to Washington, all I knew about it was when we had taken a business trip up there and I saw the places seemed pretty nice. and didn't have any concerns. What I didn't expect was the lack of Mexican food was shocking to me. I didn't expect the cost of living to be so outrageous. And I didn't expect companies to blatantly refuse to let you work from an office that was closer to you. These were foreign to me. In California, certainly I was not allowed to, you know, work from home or that, but it didn't need to. It was, you only had one building, right? So here you've got four locations and one is literally 10 miles away from me and it's against the grade of traffic. So it's like smooth sailing, but I can't work from there simply because you have this culture where you want everybody sitting in the same place, even though they have video rooms set up in the whole night. So now thinking back, if I had thought it through, I probably wouldn't have accepted at least the offer that I was presented. It didn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't have accepted the job. I think there would have been conditions I would have said, I want this, I want this. And I, I was not as aggressive as I should have been because I didn't really deep dive Washington. I did, I was aware, but I didn't deep dive it. When I got the opportunity in Colorado, I did some analysis Colorado. I'd never been there, but I had a feeling that I'd be okay being there. I was okay with Southern Colorado. Northern Colorado was nonsense. So just to, for those that haven't been there, Southern Colorado is, you know, it's, it, I wouldn't say urban core, but it's a lot more built out. You have your franchises, you have your well-known nationwide businesses. It's, it's more fast paced. Whereas Northern Colorado, it's, it's more rural than you might think. And even though there's kind of this central core in certain cities, there's still kind of this stuck in the, I want to even say the forties at points, there's parts of certain cities where you'll see a horse and carriage riding through the streets. No, I'm not kidding you. So I'm, for me, this is kind of a culture shock. Not that it was bad, but it was not what I was used to. And I was willing to work with it, but there were other things around the state that bothered me. For example, banking. It was hard for me to get the bank access to the banks that I was using at the time. So that was one. Two, access to the kind of food that I needed to eat was not, it wasn't that it wasn't there. It was very difficult to get it. Three, there was a, what I sensed, and I could be wrong, but what I sensed was possibly a little bit of the passive aggressive, I'm really trying to be racist and you don't, we don't think you're smart enough to detect it type of commentary. I could be misreading what was said to me. I'm pretty sure that it was kind of one of those backhanded comments. I'll tell you the comment. I'm not afraid. So the common theory is that someone that's of my uh, race would always be riding on vehicles that have at the time white walls and that you would put special hubcaps and all the stuff and that you would do something to the car, right? Modify the car. I've never modified a car to that degree. I think I had a white wall car, the Cutlass Sierra 88. It came with the white walls. So I just kept them. I think the old Supreme might've had white walls only because it came with it. It wasn't something that was like a cool thing. It was just, it is what it is. Hubcaps. I've never done excessive hubcapping of any kind. 
We did have custom rims, but the rims was, the car came with rims. They were defective, so I replaced them with the same type of rims. That's pretty much it. I would never go to the extremist. So I'm walking with a CIO, and I forget exactly what the context, the lead up was, but he was asking about cars, and he basically made a backhanded comment that made it seem like it was assumed that my car would be tricked out this way. Now, of course, where I'm there, I have my Fusion at the, the, you know, the one that I refer to as Aston Marcus. I had the Fusion. It wasn't customized at all. It was all stock. The only thing that was customized was the tint on the windows. That's it. So there was no customization. There was no expectation of it. I didn't need to. I didn't even play loud music. I stopped playing music a long time ago. So I, I sensed what he was saying and what he meant. I didn't get let it get to me, but I sensed that in other places too, in other people. Now I start realizing, okay, it's cultural. It's the place I'm at. I don't think it was Southern because I had gone down to Southern for a business meeting and didn't get that same sense at all. I actually got a real strong sense of respect down there. But in the North, yeah, it was a real culture shock. I drove through Idaho. I told the story that I stopped at a gas station. I was going to use my debit card like I always do to fill up the gas. And he's like, we don't take debit cards here, do, 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 which was absolutely appalling to me. He just was cash only, even though there was a debit signed straight out the thing. And I have no proof whether that was isolated to me or not. I didn't let it get to me. I happened to have some cash on me, but that kind of you know thing was what I was dealing with. So then I go to Oregon and I had already known, I did some research on Oregon and I had gone up there for the interview. So I did some research. So I had already known about the nonsense where you can't pump your own gas. I knew about it. I forgot. So I get there. And first thing I do right when I hit the city limit or the state limit is, okay, let me go get some gas. I'm, I'm getting in there. I pull up and I get out I'm about to do the, this little twig stick guy comes running out there. You can't do that, sir. Did he do? What are you talking about? You can't pump your own gas. I have to do it. What are you talking? Oh, geez. That's right. So now it puts you in the spot. Cause you're like, okay, do I have to tip this guy? Cause I wasn't planning on tipping anybody. But now I have to wrap my head around the fact that, yeah, I can't pump my own gas anymore, even though it's something I've taken for granted. Now, I've, I've got a hybrid, so it's not like I need to fill up all the time. It's a principle to think. It's kind of a control. But I had that same sense of this, I don't even want to, I, with Oregon, it was worse. I suspect that was blatant racism where it's, you know, they're, they're trying to be sneaky about it, trying to be slick with it, as Jeb, Zab Judah would say trying to be sneaky about it because for the interview, they checked me into a hotel and the hotel is like right down the road. The problem is I get there and I think I told the story in a past episode, but I get there. It's like late 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm tired. I'm wearing a leather. It's like my wealthy leather jacket, like a really high end jacket. I've got a hat, my, my really nice looking hat. And then I got my bag and I'm tired. I want to just get to my room and get relaxed so I can, you know, wind down after this uh, flight. I get there and this lady and, you know, whatever says she can't find the reservation. I even gave her the reservation number. She swears she can't find it. We're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm not fighting her anymore. I have to stay down at a, I think it was a travel lodge that's down the road. And it's a downright slum. I mean, the big, you can't define slum. Well, that one up in Wyoming was pretty bad. That was a Howard Johnson. That was horrible. But the point is... <laughs> Outside of that one, this was a downright slum. And I had to stay there. I get in to go to the interview and I'm telling them because apparently they had checked in. They called the hotel to see where I was at and all this. And I told them, hey, I 
I called and said, I'm not at that hotel. I'm over here. I'm stuck over here. Why are you over there? Because they said they couldn't find the appointment. And I don't know why, and I'm not fighting them. Now, I had flown in on a Sunday because I always, when I did fly, I always flew on the weekends so I could get rid of jet lag because it really does a number on me. I get there that Monday, and they're like, look, we're sorry this happened. We, you know, we were closed. We tried to call them. They said, yeah, we messed up. Apparently, they confused what was my last name at the time with my first name. And I'm like, no, that's nonsense because I showed her the reservation number. So either she ignored it and think I was lying to her or whatever because I gave her the number. And she said she looked it up and said she still couldn't find it at all. So she's telling you something different than what she told me. So whatever. That apparently they had coordinated and said, yeah, they'll let you stay there. Well, I'm not paying for it anyway, so what do I get out of it? I go there after the interview process. During the interview, I got really bad vibes from what they were telling me. But at the same time, I was really not happy with where I was coming from. And I figured I could work it out. Now, this company I was interviewing with was female-owned, and I would argue dominated by female leadership. So I took it as a challenge. Challenge of, can I work in that type of environment? Because I'd never worked in a female-dominant environment before. So now, after everything's wrapped up, I go back to the hotel, and I'm really sorry, Sarah. I completely missed the name of deep, 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 whatever. So <laughs> I, I do the room for a few hours, and that's it, and then I leave. And they didn't even give, they gave me a coupon for like 10 bucks off of a $30 meal. Like, it was, I felt it was, I felt it was a slap in the face, and I sense where it was coming from is my point, right? So Oregon, <laughs> I, I accept the job. So I have to move up to Oregon. So I already know about the can't pump your own gas. I know about the living situation. What I didn't know, because I couldn't have, was that the place that I chose, they didn't have, there was no central heating. There was no central air conditioning. It was just a stuck wall radiant thing, right? And it, it blows hot air and it was effective. Problem is it would get sweltering hot at times and we have no cooling in this business. And lighting was bad because the floor was a dark wood plank. The walls were light, but because I'm on a floor unit, there was no light that was able to come into the unit. So it's dark as all crazy. I had to install a light in the ceiling because there was no light in that room. Now, fast forward, and then I start seeing all these little spiders. And I, I can't tell you what type of spider it was, but it was big enough, like it was basically like a, I want to say nickel-sized type deal if you think of the body of it it's probably like a dime but with its legs out it's like a nickel size so you picture this in your head and these spiders are coming in through the cracks and the doors and the seams and i'm noticing like quite a few of them they're just randomly coming in crawling through the floor don't know what the heck's going on i do a, a spray to kill them but they're just there's more of them they're just coming and coming and coming they're not stopping and it turns out that the couch I had at the time, which is the same couch I'd had for years, the couch, they somehow got in the couch and they just started setting up inside the couch, like inside of it. I didn't know this till later. So I'm not knowing where these spiders are coming from other than the fact that my unit is facing this grassy area and I'm assuming they're coming from there and they're coming out of the heat is my guess. Well, now I got this infestation. I'm dealing with a this racist business. I got can't pump my own gas and I got a company where I'm not allowed to do any work because of the way they are. They refuse to let me do any work and they want me to just sit in a meeting wasting time and then do nothing for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm collecting a check, but it's a waste of time. I could do this from home. They refuse to let me work from home. 
because their people all start at six and they want everybody to go there and just do the stand up at six. And I'm like, why? I could just call in. There's nothing for me to do. And they refused. And then the whole stuff happened with the pips. So now I'm like, all right, there's nothing. There's literally nothing good <laughs> about Oregon. Like there's not, I, I tried to think, is there anything good about this place? There was nothing good about Oregon except the cost of living. Well, given the spiders, given the racism, given the no pump gas, given this company I can't stand and a lack of other opportunities, it kind of outweighed the cost of living benefit to an nth degree. And that's what caused me to start my own business and eventually moved to Nevada, which was a huge mistake. Sounded good at the time, huge mistake. Where was I going with all that? I wanted to tell you about the my failure to do research on states above and beyond research on companies, above and beyond research on apartments, above and beyond research on like shopping and availability of resources and all these things that I didn't need to at the past. And now it's like an increasing thing. Every time I go to a new something, I'm having to increasingly ask all these questions and do more research than I've ever had to do before, including now the state that I'm going to and making sure that the state I'm going to is at least tolerable, if nothing else. Some stuff you can't deal with or can't have known, like snakes, right? Snakes that, you know, even, even our house down there in uh, California, Southern California, there was a snake. It showed up in the, in the back patio. Nobody else was home. I'm there by myself. I only knew about it because the dog started barking, and you wouldn't have even seen it. It was right underneath. So, like, it, let's say if you're at the door, that little, that little lip, as you step down, it was right there. So if you had stepped down and didn't see it, he was probably going to catch you. And he was a big freaking snake. I'm assuming it was somebody's pet. And again, the only way I even knew there was something there is that the dog was barking at it. So snakes are, you know, snakes, a good example. Spiders, another example. Uh, ants. There was a terrible ant infestation at that place uh, back in Oregon. Horrible. Yet Colorado, I didn't have any pests whatsoever. Nothing. Colorado was clean, smooth. It just didn't have what I needed in terms of shopping at all. Washington, I didn't have any pests. However, we had the, the snow event where basically I couldn't even get back home. And then when I could get back home, I couldn't get down the hills. So I couldn't get food. They wouldn't let you work from home. They wouldn't let you work from a close office. Just, you know. So every single place I've gone, it's it's been like a different problem. So what I started doing this is my summary. What I started doing is I started going through Ballotopedia.org. Ballotopedia.org is a, it's a site website that provides information about how states act, how they do, how the leadership works, how the governor works, their thought process of how they deal with different situations. And I'm using it more as kind of my, okay, if I were in their situation, who is most likely to do it the way I would do it? because that's likely to be the place that I'm going to fit in. So I already knew, like Oregon, especially with what happened in Portland, if I had researched this site, I would never have picked Oregon at all. Even if I was absolutely frustrated with my current place, I would never have accepted that particular job. I just kept on looking and just kept dealing with it because Oregon is completely counter to everything I believe, everything I support, same as Washington, completely counter to everything I support and everything I believe. Same as California. Colorado's somewhat close, but it has some issues, but I can tolerate them. And so I knew, okay, I could, I could always go back to Colorado, just not northern Colorado, and I can make it work. 
So my call to action for you guys is if you're in the situation, for whatever reason, it could be related to a job, could be related to Roe v. Wade situation, could be related to the elections recently, could be related to 2024 upcoming, could be related to family, could be because of inflation, whatever the motivation. If you're in a situation where you're considering uprooting for some reason and going to a different state to live, or even if you're going to be there an extended period for some time, I'll refer you to Ballotopedia.org as a resource to potentially use for your searching in the thought that you find a place that's that's at least consistent with your beliefs, right? That that's somehow matching the way you think, somehow is is compatible with you. Because everybody can say, you know, I want to go to Florida because of the beaches. We all know, yeah, sure, but there's the hurricanes that happen, there's the the uh, the laws that get changed, the gun open carry stuff. There's all sorts of crazy stuff happens there. They say California, sunshine all the time. Yeah, but then taxes out the nose and egregious, you know, parking ticket where they treat it like a tax and just all these other negatives that you don't know about if you don't do that digging. You may not care, right? You, you may be bankrolling tons of money. Okay, no problem. But if you're not and you're like me, who I make decent money, but I'm certainly not wanting to waste it on a bad decision anymore. You know, Ballotopedia.org is a resource I'll point you to as something I find very beneficial in doing at least the high-level analysis to make sure that the state that I'm considering is somewhat consistent with my values and my views. Principles that I don't want to find or be in a state or a position that I'm not going to be happy with because I'm ideally I would want to be there more than three years, but that hasn't been the case so far. In Colorado, I was there for three years. Nevada, I've been here for three years now. Uh, Washington, I was there for three years. I'm pretty sure Oregon, I wasn't there more than a, a year. And then, you know, so I don't want that, though. I don't want to have the three-year kind of thing where all of a sudden I'm dissatisfied. And I've had to, for me, grasp the reality. I just have to get away from the west side of the Rockies. I've got to get on the other side, get a different pace and speed and just kind of reset and recalibrate myself now that I'm no longer tethered to driving to a client that's forcing me to be somewhere in proximity that client's no longer a client. So now my options open up and my first endeavors up there and hopefully they'll not force me to be in an office because I don't plan to be and I'll have to give them notice if they do, but they sounds like they don't plan to, but I still want to try to accommodate them best I can. So for me, this is where I'm at is I'm, doing deep research on the place that they need me to go just to make sure that I don't have anything that would be earth shattering. I've already found a couple of things, but I can work past them. I just have to be in the right city apparently and stay away from certain other places and that should be okay. And then there's things like I need to get a car so that I have some freedom because I won't, I don't have that currently. And in the new place, I won't have to worry about the property manager doing too much nonsense. I still have to do some research on the place that I'm screening right now in terms of other tenants and making sure that that's an easy experience. I don't anticipate a problem. It's pretty highly rated. And for the most part, I can, I can make it work. But I figured I would call it to attention, Ballotopedia.org. For anybody else that may be at least in this situation or somewhat similar or anticipating in the future being one, that it's a great resource to do some research on these states and how the states do or do not work with your values and principles. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode.
Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process. That's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.